Hey, this is Jason Robinson, the pastor of Church of the King, and I'm so pumped up that you're hanging out with us with our podcast today. I pray that God really speaks to you and that you're encouraged and inspired to live your life with everything you have for Him. Hey, I want to encourage you to check us out over at cotk.org. You can go there and learn all kinds of things about us and when our service times are. And speaking of our service times, I would love to invite you so that I could actually meet you personally on one of our weekend services. I promise you, your kids will love it. You'll have a great time and you'll have a blast. I pray today that God speaks to you through this word. God bless you. Hey, if it is your first time here, and I know it's Mother's Day, so I know a lot of moms, they said, you know what I want for Mother's Day? I want you to come to church with me. That's what I, I want. I know I hear a lot of that, and so uh, I look forward to, even after service, I'd like to meet you. If it's your first time here, I am the pastor of the church. Uh, my name's Jason Robinson. My wife and I, Stephanie, we have the privilege and the honor of being here. And hey, moms, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. It's so good to uh, see all of you celebrate you today, and it's, it's good for you. you. Guys, we have a gift for you after on the way out. Uh, all you moms, if you'll grab one of those on the way out. Also, at the very front, we have a little station for pictures, and you know mamas on special events. They want pictures, okay? So, but I have to make this one rule. Kids, whether you are 15-year-old kid, 8-year-old kid, a 47-year-old kid here today, all right? You're not allowed to have an attitude when mom wants to wait for a picture, okay? You're not allowed to do it, all right? So anyway, I hope you guys uh, are here. You made it here. Congratulations for many of you, and uh, just excited uh, to, to be with you. Uh, hey, I'm excited about a series we're starting next week. I forgot to plug this last uh, service, but I've talked. we're going to talk next week about, about the Holy Spirit. We're going to start a series uh, with it. And man, I started getting feedback already about so many people who were really excited to learn about, about the power of the Holy Spirit. Remember this, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. And so we're going to start that next week. And so you're not going to want to miss it. going to be a great, 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 great uh, time. So if you have your Bible, open up to Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to go there in just a moment. Today, we're going to honor moms and we're going to share a story of the mother of all faith. If Abraham is the father of faith, then surely Sarah is his wife, the mother of faith. And so, but I'm going to give you a message today that although I'm going to gear it towards moms, very much no matter who you are in here, you are going to be able to take something away from the message today. And I hope you walk out of here full of hope, full of faith, and full of excitement. But before I go too far, do you know any, any great church, it has, it has good leadership, it has good men, it has a a dad of the house, but it also has a mom of the house at the same time. And I want to tell you a little bit about the mom of this house, okay? You don't know this, uh, but maybe, or maybe you do. My wife, the mother of this house, loves you more than you can even imagine. She walks around here like mama on the, with the house. And she's like, hold up, what, let's make sure. She wants to make sure everything is perfect for you when you come in, in the doors. And I know we've all heard the term mama bear. Stephanie will mama bear on some folk if she feels like that people are being taken advantage of, if we're not handling people the right way, any of that. And so I have to, I would be dumb not to, wait, wait there you are, there you are, Mike. I need to take a moment and honor the mom of the house, my wife, Stephanie Robinson. Come on, can y'all give it up for my bride, my bride. Thank you, mama. I love you. Love you very much, babe. Awesome. So, man, well, Hebrews... Chapter 11, let me wipe my mouth. Okay, I don't know, we've got a little something on there now. 
Hebrews chapter 11 is an important chapter in the Bible. It's what we call the hall of faith, okay? So what it does is if you go there and start reading, you start seeing just little tidbits of Abraham and what he did and, and Moses and what he did. And it goes through what we call the hall of faith. And it leads into chapter 12, where it talks about how these great, great men and women of faith, they're looking down upon us. And as they're looking down upon us, that we can draw inspiration from their stories of how they've taken steps of faith in their journey and how we can learn from it as well. And, and I had this thought, I had this thought where I was reading through the hall of faith and you read about Abraham and you read about Isaac and Jacob and read about Moses and Noah and you read about all these great men. I thought to myself, I wonder what their wife was thinking in the midst of all this. Can you just imagine your, your, your husband or future, when it comes home and they say, oh, by the way, God spoke to me and uh, he told me to build a boat in the middle of the desert. I could just see my wife going, wait, God said what? You sure God spoke to you? And so I thought to myself, not only behind every great man of faith is a great woman of faith, but I think a woman of even greater faith because she has to trust God and trust her husband. And I don't know about some of you husbands out there, but this has been a couple of times I've lost a little trust because I'm like, hey, this is going to work, babe. Watch this, you know, and it didn't work out so well. And so it takes great, great faith. And so the first lady that's, that's in the hall of faith is the lady Sarah, Abraham's wife. Now we're going to go there in just a second, but let me give you the quick drive-by version of the whole story. And then we're going to go down through the story. And if Sarah, this is the, this is how I'm, I'm, the angle in which I'm working. If Sarah could come down out of that great cloud of witnesses in Hebrews 12 and come and stand on this stage and be our guest speaker for Mother's Day, what would she say to us? And so I'm going to get there in a second. But let me tell you, Abraham and Sarah uh, was visited by God. And, and God said to Abraham, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. Look up into the sky and see all of the stars. More than your descendants will that be. And Abraham told his wife, Sarah, and said, hey, we're going to have have kids, and, I, and the Lord spoke to me and said that we'll be, I'll be the father of many nations, which means you'll be the mother of many nations. And the Bible says she actually laughed because they were past age of having kids. And even when they could have kids, Sarah couldn't have kids because she was barren. And so Sarah took matters into her own hands and tried to come up with another way for them to have kids, and that turned into a disaster. Then ultimately, the promise, the promised son Isaac came when she was 90 years old. Come on, go grandma. Grandma, awesome, all right? 90 years old. And so, and so we're going to go back in the story a little bit. And so this is the mother of faith and see what we can learn from her. And Hebrews 11, 11 says this, And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. Think about all the stuff she had to follow with Abraham. Back in Genesis chapter 12, God speaks to Abraham, hey, get your stuff together. Go to a land that I will show you. And then he had to tell his wife. And so she said, okay, I, I could just see it now. Hey, so where are we going? I don't know. God's going to tell us. <laughs> I could just imagine packing up the U-Haul, asking my wife to get in there and say, hey, babe, we're going. And she goes, well, where are we going? Well, I don't know. The Lord hasn't told us yet. And she goes, 
Well, you better find out what he says and let me know how it goes. You know, I'm just, I'm joking around a little bit, but can you imagine the scenario that's going on and all the different things he had to walk through? Today, I want to encourage you, moms, with Sarah's story. And you know, you cannot call someone a man of faith or a woman of faith unless their faith is tested. A faith that's not tested is a faith that cannot be trusted. Always remember that. We think of being a man, I want to be a man of God, I want to be a woman of God, I want to be, a, 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 I want to be called of God, I want, I want to do these things, but we all have a process we have to go into and testing so that we can actually get there. And maybe you're sitting here and maybe you're like Sarah. And Sarah is told this word that she's going to have a child and she's barren and wait, what? What's going on? And you may even be thinking to yourself, how in the world? I can imagine even Sarah thinking, how in the world is this going to work out? How in the world is this even possible? And maybe you walked in the door today. Maybe you're watching online. Maybe you're watching online because the truth is, is when we celebrate Mother's Day, it's not a great experience for you. I'm looking straight at the camera because maybe, maybe you just said, you know, I'm just not going to go to church. It actually brings up painful memories and it brings up some painful situations. And I just don't really want to deal with it. And you're, you're perusing through Facebook and you just clicked on and you're watching even right now. I said, oh, well, I'll just look for a second. I want you to know that God loves you and he's with you and we're standing with you and we love you. And the Bible says this, that the God of all comfort will bring you comfort and that he is near and dear to the brokenhearted. So if you're feeling hurt today, God's awful close. Amen? Amen. And so, so what you think, man, how, how in the world? Maybe you came in here, you thought, maybe you even came in here and you're like, man, look, we came to church and I got my husband to come to church. I got my kids come to church, but I won't kill all of them. And so I need, how in the world is this going to work out? Maybe you're, you've had some issues with your kids and you're like, how in the world are they ever going to come back or ever come to Christ at all? And you're in this mode of, of how in, in the world, maybe you've had your own dreams. You've had your own things that you've wanted. You felt like you've had to just lay down all the stuff that you wanted to see for others. And you're like, how in the world is ever really going to come, come to pass? Maybe, maybe you're a single mom here. And this, this was not the plan. Wasn't supposed to work out this way. But here you are. If you are a single mom here, I want you to know that we love you and we believe in you, but that's not all we do. Uh, I want to do something special for you. I don't normally do this because I never want anybody to feel called out or anything like that, but I have a special gift for you. If you are a single mom in here, uh, we have something as a church for you. Would you mind standing up if you're single mom? I have a $100 gift card to a nail and spa place that I want to serve you with. Any, any single moms here? Come on. Now's your moment. Now's your chance. Any single mom? Back there we have a couple. Please do it. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Our staff is going to bring it. They're going to bring it to you. They'll bring it to you. There you go. There you go. Give it to them. Isn't that awesome? Awesome. Y'all stay up there. Come on. Can we get one more hand? Our single moms. $100 gift card right back here. You are not allowed to give this to anyone. You're not allowed to say, well, I'll just, no, no, no. You go look beautiful. You go do, you go do something for you. Put, lock the kids in the house and just pray it's back in shape when you get back. All right. <laughs> there were some. There were some moms just now. They were looking at their husband like, "Can we break up real quick?" I mean, one of them. Shoot, that's what I want to do. No, <laughs> no, we love you, and uh, and we we believe in you guys. We really, really, really do. 
I think if Sarah was going to come down after this story, now knowing what she knows, uh, what, would she, what would she say to us? And so that's really what I want to drill down on, on today. And I want to give you some faith lessons that we, we all learn from, from Sarah. And we're just going to walk through her, her story today. And I hope today to inspire you with some faith lessons. And you walk out these doors with your faith lifted and your hope lifted and some practical stuff as well. And even be inspired that God is with you and he's for you even in the midst of it. Y'all ready to go? Say, I'm ready. First one is, I think Sarah would, would say this. She would say, she would say God's timing is perfect. I learned something about God. I learned that he's never late, but he ain't early either. <laughs> come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? Like, Lord, if you come a couple days earlier, we could have worked things out a little bit better. But God's timing is perfect. I wrote this down. Don't try to get ahead of God when he isn't moving fast enough for you. That's what I think she would say. I think that because Sarah, she got ahead of God's timing. She heard the promise. Okay, I get it. And this is what she said. And this is what happened in Genesis 16 too. So Sarai said to Abram, see now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. The name you just saw, Sarai and Abram, that was before they had kids. So God changed their name to Sarah and Abraham because he changed their name to reflect his destiny on their life. That should be, that should be something for all of us to see, that we don't just call out the things that we see, but we call the things on the inside of people that we see God has for them. That's why I don't just look at my kids and I just say, oh, you're this. I, I speak into what I know the potential of God is on the inside of them. And so I think that that's what we see right here. That's why you'll see that interchange. So God gave them the title before he gave them the position. So he anointed them before he appointed them is what he did. So, so Sarai said to Abram, see now the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please go into my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain children by her. So she didn't see how this was all gonna work out. So she got her maidservant and decided, hey, well, you, she'll just be my surrogate mother. And so she ha they had a son turned into a mess. And by the way, if you look throughout all types of history, that there's still wars going on today because of the difference between Ishmael and Isaac to this day. And so all of this is going on. See, she, she did all of this because she couldn't see the future promise because she was in her current worry. And many of us, we miss out on our future promise that we know God has or what his word says or what we're believing for or what we sensed as, as a mom or a dad that they said about my son, my daughter. And we can miss out on some of that because our current circumstances look nothing like God's promise. And she would say, God's timing is perfect. It's easy for us to think God needs our help to help move things along a little bit. Like maybe I need to help him out some. The Bible in Isaiah 55 says this, for my thoughts, God's talking, for God, my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So we gotta let our life decisions be guided by faith, not driven by fear and frustration. Oh, I understand. When their time of fear and frustration and 
I thought it would be like this, and I was hoping it would work out like that. We want to we start working the deal, and we want to start trying to make things happen, and, and we lash out out of, out of fear. I wrote this down. It's a little bit long. I like to make the statements concise and clear, but I want this, to, I want this just to resonate in everyone here. I put it on the screen for you. Faith is what you have when you don't have all the facts, but you have God. Faith is when you don't have all the facts, but you have God. I don't know what it's all going to look like, but God, I have you. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Charles Spurgeon had a great quote. He said this, God is too good to be unkind. He is too wise to be confused. If I cannot trace his hands, I can always trust his some of you, maybe you don't see God working. Maybe you've even given up on a few things because you don't see God's hands working. I want you to know that you can trust his heart that he's working behind the scenes when you don't see what's happening out front. You can trust God's timing. Second thing, second thing you can, that I think if Sarah came up here and taught us that you trust God's time, I think the second thing she'd say is your plan doesn't compare to God's promise. Your plan doesn't compare to God's promise. See, Sarah was working the deal. That's what she did. In Genesis 16, 5, it says, Sarah told Abram, it's all your fault. I'm suffering this abuse. Oh, Abraham. Come on, any men in here already feeling for Abraham a little bit. Said, I put my maid in bed with you. And the minute she knows she's pregnant, she treats me like I'm nothing. Make God decide which of us is right. It's crazy. So Sarah pushed Abraham to be with her maidservant. The maidservant is pregnant. Now she's mad about it. And now she's fussing at Abraham. It's like an ancient soap opera going on. And I can just imagine Abraham for a second. Abraham was probably thinking, this was not my idea. You told me what to do. I did it. Now you're mad at me for doing what you told me to do. Come on, man. You ever had an issue with someone? Not because you have an issue with someone, but because she got an issue with someone. And because she has an issue with someone, you have an issue with someone. And because she has an issue with someone, she lets you know often about her issue. And you're like, brother, you got to go. Why, man, you mad at me? I'm not mad at all, but you got to go. <laughs> why? I'll tell you why. I thought you liked me. I do like you, but she doesn't. <laughs> and so you got to go. Well, why are you saying that? Because I like you, but I live with her. <laughs> you got to go. Come on, and every man in the house said, y'all know what I'm saying. We ain't playing. Because if mama ain't happy, ain't none of us happy. All right? And we'll take, care, we'll take care of that issue really, really quick. And so this is what's going on. And she's fussing and she's, she's, she's mad and all, all these different things. But here's the deal. She was working the deal. So she would say, your plans don't measure up to God's promise. She's working a deal. When I grew up as a kid, I, I was a wheeler and dealer. And actually, I say what I was. My wife still says, you, you, what you wheeling and dealing now? She still says that to me to this day. And so I remember when I was a kid, you know, back in the day when you had toy, toys and not just YouTube. 
Come on, preach that a while, Pastor. <laughs> you had things like G.I. Joe. Come on, anybody know in G.I. Joe? Transformers. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about? Optimus Prime. And I didn't have enough money to, like, to, to get everything I wanted. And so, so I would trade with my friends at lunchtime. So I'd show up. I said, man, I'll give you a Flint and a Lady J for a Storm Shadow and an Optimus Prime. Come on. Some of y'all are totally tracking with me, man. And you're just like, yes, keep going, Pastor. And I would go home. Now, here would be the problem. I'd come home, and my mom thought I stole stuff all the time. Because she'd come home, see me play with something. She goes, I didn't buy that. And she's like, what is that? Oh, I traded for this, that, and the other. She goes, you lying to me? Are you stealing? I'm like, I'm not stealing, Mom. And so I would work the deal. You know, I still, I still work the deal. Whenever we go to a new town, you know what I love to do? I love going to pawn shops. And it's always such nice areas where pawn shops are, too. It's great. My wife doesn't mind it at all. And so I go to pawn shops, and I'm always looking for something that's like, ooh, they don't know how much that's worth. I'm going to take it out, and I'll call Stephanie. Babe, I bought this thing. It's like $4, and I'm going to get like $25 for it. She's like, that's great, babe. That's awesome. <laughs> Can I tell you my challenge, just your pastor's challenge? Like, I, I worked a deal. You know, sometimes God's got to get me to say, stop, Jason. Stop. I got this because I'm, I'm like, a, you know, there's some like, well, if God opens the door, I like, I'm the kind of guy I will kick the door, rip the sheetrock out around the side and work around the door. You know, I'm, I'm going to figure it out. We're going to make it happen. That's what, that's what we're going to do. And, but I find myself many times when I try to make something happen outside of God's timing, process, and promise, I end up with an Ishmael. And I end up hating the very thing that I tried to make happen. When you get ahead of God, when you try to get ahead and make something happen on your own, be careful, because just like Sarah, I think she would say, you'll end up despising the very thing you worked the deal for. And so we want to be people trust God's plan, promise and not just our own plan. I wrote this down to put on the screen for you guys. thought you'd enjoy this. Don't complicate God's promise with your solution. Let's not complicate God's promise with our solution. Matter of fact, God can handle it on his own. Now, I, I want you to do this. I, I, why don't you look at the person, your, your right and left. I just want you to say this. Say, let God be God. He doesn't need your help. All right, okay. All right, now I'm going to work with y'all a little bit, all right? So, now, we're going to do it again, but I need your best preacher voice, Okay. I need your best preacher voice. And uh, I'm going to have a little fun with this. And I, and I grew up, up kind of old school. And when the preacher would really start get going, this vein would come out right here. <laughs> Sweat would come down. And in between every breath was a ha. Okay? So it's like, the Lord is good. Ha. And his mercy endureth forever. Ha. All right? So now, I need your best preacher voice. We're going to do it again. And I need the ha. All right? All right, so here we go. Everybody look at each other and say, let God be God. I like the ha. I need a little bit more ha. All right. Say, say he don't need any help. There it is. Now, I know some of you are so conservative. You sat down, you're like, get back to the word, pastor. I'm going. I'm getting there, okay? I'm getting there. But I'm just trying to drill the point. I get it. Listen, I get it. In our time of vulnerability, 
And when we get those times, I would almost say desperation at times, where it's like, man, I, this has got to happen. I mean, I, I'm going to be this age, and it, it should have happened by then. And, and, and maybe I should have. I mean, we can start to try to get ahead of the promise of God. When we get ahead of the promise of God, we produce an Ishmael. Don't complicate God's promise with your solutions and my solutions. God can do in one moment what he's been preparing you for 20 years to do. You know, I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm too No, no, no. You're ne if you're not dead, God's not done. He's not done. His promises are for you. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. If Sarah was, gonna, was here right now, I believe Sarah would tell you, hey, you can trust God's timing. Would also, he would say, hey, trust God's promise over anything else. Not everything else is short of his promise and his timing. And the final and last thing I think she would say, and as our worship team comes up, is this. I think she'd just say, nothing is impossible for God. Nothing's impossible for God. I don't know what impossible you brought in, but Sarah would sit up here and I wonder if she would be bold. I wonder if she would be meek. I don't know what she would be like, but I, she would probably look at you with all the boldness in her and say, nothing is impossible for our God. She had the promised child at 90. 90. <laughs> Someone's like, whoo, Lord, mercy, Lord. I had my last at 37 and Lord, no more. <laughs> Impossible, God. You know what I found? I love hearing about miracles. I love seeing God do the miraculous, and he does. I just don't want him to put me in a position that I need a miracle. God, I want to see your miracle working power. Okay, well, let's walk you through this. Never mind, Lord. I want to see your miracle working power in their life over there. But if you're here and you are, you are in need of a miracle. I want to be careful because this preaches well but then sometimes it's hard when someone walks out. So I'll say this, but I really feel led to say this. It's just, you're a candidate for a miracle. You really are. You need a miracle. Trust God. Trust God. Give it to him. Don't quit asking. Don't quit believing. It's not over yet. Hebrews 11, 11. And by faith, even Sarah, in the hall of faith. Here she is, Sarah, the hall of faith who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he, as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and countless as the sand on the sea shore. Mom, I don't know what's breaking your heart. I don't know what you woke up thinking about last night. I don't know if 
from negativity, difficulty, whatever it may be. I don't know what's kept you struggling. But I want you to know you have a God that loves you and that is faithful. And he that began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. He will complete it. Luke 1, 37 says this, for no word from God will ever fail. It'll never fail. That word from God, it'll never fail. Well, it feels like it. It'll never fail. It's not going to stop. It's going to find its way and accomplish everything that it was set out to do. And God has a way, even in our doubt, even in our doubt, to push through and work around. He has a way of doing it. But God's will is going to be done. Um, I'm believe I know some of your stories out there, and we're believing for healings. We're believing, believing for some miraculous things going on. And I want to tell you, hold on. God's timing is perfect. Let's not complicate his promise with our ideas of things. Let's trust him and believe him that the very God that raised Christ from the dead, the very same power, it lives on the inside of us. Man. And she's in the hall of faith. In the service, with a little shout out to, to Mama. Uh, and she usually, it's usually the first, second, I don't know which one it is, but Francis Pizzuto Robinson, watching from Lake Ramsey, Louisiana, right now. I called her this morning on the way here. She'll be here in a few weeks when my son graduates high school. And she, y'all may get to meet her. And, uh, and I've shared a little bit of my mom's story, but what you don't know is, is my mom had a really difficult upbringing. She had nothing but brothers, and her dad was not the loving type at all. Matter of fact, if she did something, it was more yelling, you're stupid, I can't believe it. All the things that, um, that are awful is what she heard. And she really fought with it for a long time. And, and my mom, uh, when she gave her heart to Christ, and really before that, she was determined that we know that she, that she loves us. And, and she did a fantastic job. She told me she loved me 8,000 times a day. And my mom was the touchy type. So if, I, if she walked by and if you were sitting anywhere in her vicinity, she's like, hey, hey. And then as I was a teenager, I'm like, mama, stop. She said, but I love you. My mom and I, we did this thing where we grabbed the orange in the kitchen and we'd throw the, the orange back to each other. I love baseball. And she loved playing softball. And so... She'd be the counter, and I would just throw the. And we would sit there and talk about life throwing the orange. We talk about girls. We talk about school. We talk about careers. We talk about God. And we just throw the orange back and forth. Just, just throw it back. Every once in a while, when I go back home, I see an orange on it, and I'll grab it and I'll throw it to my mom. And she'll, and she'll go, <laughs> and then she'll throw it back to me, and we'll throw it back and forth. And my mom had to deal with so much stuff. But she loved this crazy kid. And I always knew she was my greatest fan. To this day, she tells me, I'm so proud of you. You're doing so good, Jason. Thanks, Mom. Stop, Mom. <laughs> and you know, my mom, dealing with all the things she's dealt with, and so because of the things, she really struggled with negative thinking. She really struggled 
thinking that if anything bad was going to happen, it was going to happen to her and us. And was real protective at times because of that. And, and I know as God's worked on her heart, she told me this a couple years ago, and I'm so proud of my mom. And I remember I was sitting in the house, and I was married kids, and she just looked at me, she said, Jason, I know this is not the way God wants me to think and feel. And so I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know what's going to have to happen, but I'm going to be free of all this negativity. I'm going to be free of thinking that if anything bad's going to happen, it's going to happen to me. And I might not get free to the day before I die, but before I die, I'm going to be free. Never forget my mom telling me that. I'm so proud of her. And I'll tell you this, mom here, as I tell Francis Pizzuto Robinson, I'll say, I, I don't know if you'll end up in the hall of faith, but you'll be in the hall of faith of my heart. You'll be in the hall of faith of my heart. And I don't know who ends up on what, but all I know is in my heart, in this, this little boy, this life, all the way growing, her speaking words of life, telling me that she's got my back. Be a hall of faith in my heart. Mom, you're on the hall of faith of someone's heart. Mom, I know it can be tough. I know you're so unappreciated the things that you do. I know you got so much going on in your mind. I know you wish we had so much going on in our mind, but we don't. We're real simple. We got like three things, y'all. I'm sorry. I know it frustrates you, but it's true. I know you're figuring it out and all that. I want you to know you don't feel it now, but you are on the hall of fame and faith in someone's heart. And we love you and cherish you for it. Amen. Why don't you guys stand up? I'm going to pray for you and let you go. I'm going to pray for you. I'm actually going to do this baby mine joining me. I know you don't like when I spring it on you like that. Moms, we love you. Future moms, we love you. Grandmothers, we love you. Disappointed ladies, because of circumstances, we love you. And God sees you. And I just want to pray for you. Baby, you want to say anything to anybody? Come on, right now. He'll cry. Okay. Lord, we thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for, we have some powerful ladies. Thank you for the confidence of our ladies in our church, Lord. God, I thank you, Lord God, and I just bless them right now, Lord. Father, we bless them right now. God, I, I thank you that you are with them right now. And God, I pray there's some ladies that they're hurting deep inside. And God, you're whispering to their heart. They're frustrated or disappointed. Maybe someone said they were going to come, and they didn't come today. God, I pray you would just, your spirit would rest on their heart right now. You are with them. You love them. You know them, and God, we love them. We love them. God, I pray they would have such a fulfilling day today, God. Even if they, their morning started off a little disappointing, fulfill their hearts today. I pray they would go to bed tonight, Lord Jesus, with their hearts full. Because even if they find themselves alone or it not working out like they wanted to, it says in your word that you are near to the broken heart. And Father, I pray you'd be near to them and they would feel you extra today. For those who lost a mom and they're dealing with that, Lord. Father, I pray that the God of all comfort, 
as your word says, would comfort them during this time and your grace would be them with them during this time. And Lord, I pray every woman will go out of here knowing that we celebrate them and we love them. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, can we give the Lord a hand? Moms, we love you. Don't forget your gift on the way out. Take a picture out front and y'all have a wonderful Mother's Day. We love you.